Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. You know it, I know it, everybody knows it. You're walking into Thanksgiving dinner for some stovetop stuffing, for some exotic chicken or whatever they serve as the bird for Thanksgiving when Uncle Tanner and Aunt Delilah are going at it again about politics when you decided that dinner is best served outside anyway this year. And it's the road to sanity in an insane world. Cover your ears, kid. It's the lefty line on your Monday. It's your Monday podcast. I can't even call it a Monday podcast anymore. I have failed the Lefty Nation in general for my absenteeness, for my MIA-ness, for my all sort ofness, my ridiculousness. You know, I've been I've been I've been grinding. I've been at 5 a.m. and I've been, you know, coffee drinking, pallet lifting, sweating, retail doing, you know me. You know what I'm about, but it's the Lefty Line on your Monday where the podcast on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Podcasts, and Spotify, all those podcast ones. And it's your Uncle Lefty. It's me. Whoever thought you would hear me again? I never thought I could hear me again. Honestly, hearing yourself talk for 30, to, 30 minutes to an hour a day is petrifying. And everybody knows how petrifying that is. I got a fully loaded podcast for you. I got a lot to talk about. There's a bit, there's been a lot to happen. I'm going to talk about Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up, and all sorts of just ridiculousness with a COVID Christmas unlike you ever seeing. I'm going to tell you about what's going on in other countries and what statues they're putting. I'm going to tell you about some shows I've been watching. I got a review of The Mandalorian like you never heard. I got... A top three like you never heard about all these groomsmen intros that we're all going to get into. Don't you worry. Um, I know everybody is still recovering. Actually, we're still in the midst of an election in a weird sort of way. It's so weird. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. But all I can tell you is that I am the Lotus. I am the Lotus. I am the lefty of the United States. I was elected president of the United States two weeks ago. If you don't believe it, I believe it. Everybody believes it. Who are my constituents? All right. So I am also like saying that I won this election. I know I won this election. I know. And I can explain to you right now. Let me break down the states. PA obviously won 20 electoral votes. New Jersey, next question, 14 electoral votes. New York, of course I won. I'm a, I, got a, I got a big name in New York City. Everyone goes, hey, it's Uncle Lefty. Everyone knows me at the pizza place. Everybody knows what I'm about. New York's mine. Texas is mine. Of course, all those ranchers, Texans love me. Idaho is for Lefty. Wyoming, Montana, and Alaska. Alaska, they love me because I told them I was never getting rid of those dog sleds. I love dog sleds. That's actually how I get my mail every single day. Illinois loves me, but I tied Illinois with Kanye. So me and him are still in courts and still trying to figure that out. Nebraska's 7th district, that's one electoral vote for me. Colorado, of course, needless to say, voting for me. Arkansas, out of the blue, Pig Suey voting for me. North Dakota, South Dakota, that's six electoral votes, they're voting for me. Florida, 29. Listen, I love my Floridians. I love all you fuckers who are chasing gators and shit. That They're all about me too. Michigan is on my board because I told them, um, I'm all about lake houses, and I'm going to build more lakes. Um, Tennessee, of course. I'm, I love country music. I am like the czar of country music. 
voting for me. Mississippi voting for me. Kansas voting for me. Illinois voting for me. That's 11. Um, Hawaii, of course, voting for me. All of those surfers and they all know I'm Ohana over there. It's it's my it's it's my shtick. It's just my my genese qua, as you say, as my my presence walking onto those islands, and it is islands. Um, New Mexico voting for me, of course. I love the desert. They love me. Those desert folk with the lizard tattoos. I'm all about you. Arizona's in too. They're 11 electoral votes. West Virginia, those mountain folk drinking Mountain Dew, all voted for me. We are, that's, that's my main people who listen to this podcast is the Mountain Dew heads out there. Maryland voted for me. The weird state with a weird flag voted for me. I'm at two right now as I'm doing the lefty math. I'm at 268. I'm at 268. I won this election. Now I can tell you states that definitely didn't vote for me. Rhode Island. Fuck you. I, the land of rocks didn't vote for me. Like, certain weird states, weird states didn't vote for me. Oklahoma, I'm not allowed in Oklahoma anyway, so, I mean, if it's any consolation, I didn't want your votes anyway. Um, Everybody else who voted for me, I know who the real ones are. Even in Nebraska's 7th district or whatever. Yeah, so now I am your lotus. I am going to fulfill every wish, demand, and promise you give me, or I'm really just going to do nothing. I'm really going to do nothing and just, you know, hang out for for four years until you re-elect me, um, the incumbent lefty. Wait till that wait till that pops up. But it's the lefty line. Download, subscribe, do what you got to do to check out any time I do a podcast. Pod sizzle, as I call them now, as all the hip kids say. Um... I know I haven't done one in a while, and the reason why I haven't done one in a while is because it is the holidays, and right now I am stuck as your average Uncle Lefty working his meaningless retail job, as always. So I got killed at work recently, as always. As always, you know, the boulder falls on my back. I'm like Indiana Jones running through that tunnel, and the boulder always catches up to me. You don't even have, you literally just turn it off, you're like, I'm going to switch this off i'm not gonna watch this guy get crushed by the boulder again like why why torture myself why torture you why torture me but it is thanksgiving ish ish i I don't even know if you can even really call it a thanksgiving because thanksgiving is illegal this year and i think that makes for the best kind of thanksgivings i like my thanksgiving with a little bit of breaking the rules with it but you can already tell that everybody, especially in the tri-state area, it's either you're all in for the holidays this year or you just don't give a fuck and you just want 2020 to escape your mouth and your mind as fast as possible so you can start worrying about hating 2021 and like get on to that shit show that's already you know, waiting for us in the wings. Um, the one thing I, the, and I can tell you exactly when I knew this was going to happen, why this was happening, how this was happening. This was the biggest, um, example. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree looks like, like, looks just awful. It's a, it looks like a, a car hit it. And it actually basically did that tree that is at Rockefeller Center that is missing and has holes in it right now actually was, 
when during its delivery had a few miscues, as you can say. That truck that was delivering that donated tree from some from some guy's farm who's waited years for it to grow and everything. Maybe it was growing since like his grandfather's grandfather, like right off the boat, built put that tree down. He's like, this is gonna be a Christmas tree one day for America. All right. So like think about how deep and patriotic that guy was. Um this Christmas tree um, got damaged through travel, through transport. Imagine being the fucking trucker who destroys that fucking tree. Like, I, I deal with the, those truck people, and they're all, all of them are hilarious. They're all hilarious folk. They're all good. They're all really nice guys, too, which is... And this guy is probably sitting there in some fucking Kentucky back, back road or some shit like, fuck me. I just ruined Christmas. So, a, a really, coronavirus didn't ruin Christmas. A trucker ruined Christmas. But the fact that they keep the tree up is just worse. I, the fact that they didn't go and find a different tree or ask the guy, hey, do you have another tree? Imagine them, but also then you think about it, imagine them going up to them and asking them, hey, do you have a tree? Have another one. Now, I, I, know, I know you gave us one already, but like, we're going to need another. I don't ask, don't ask what happened to the other one. Just do you have a spare, you know, 20 foot, it's not even 20 foot. That's how, that's a, that's a GTS. Google that shit. How tall is the Rockefeller Christmas tree? And it's got a, it's massive. This tree is massive. It is 69 to hundred feet. Imagine that just sitting in some fucking dude's driveway. Him waking up in the morning like, holy fuck, Christmas is over. Yeah, that's what happens during COVID. That's what happens during isolation, during your lockdown. And you know I'm the only one who can save you during lockdown. I've always saved everybody during lockdown. And that's what I am all about. I got, I got way, I got too, too, too much news. Too much news. While, while we're putting up Christmas trees that are, look like the Grinch fucking took a big dump on it Turkmenistan's putting up statues this and they're just killing it with the statue game right now quick sip of coffee on your Monday morning um Turkmenistan erected erected a gold statue of a dog that's what the president of Turkmenistan did I wouldn't even know if you can is is that the right term for him president I can't even tell you. It could be king for all I know in Turkmenistan. Um, this guy loves his fucking pooch so much that he put up a statue of his face. He was like, I put up the statue. It's my favorite dog breed. And everybody, everybody, it should be everybody's favorite dog breed. Imagine when I become Lotus Lefty of the United States that I start putting up, you know, Golden Retriever statues everywhere. I don't think people would really complain as much as they are in this country, especially because... I like I'm the most I also won the popular vote immensely. Um I just think I I wish like some people wish they could have this much power just to say fuck you I'm putting up a gold statue of my dog for everybody to look at just to let them know my good boy is better than their good boy. All right? This guy wouldn't have a tree falling apart. This guy would make sure that Christmas tree is fucking gold and beautiful. 
if he even celebrates Christmas. But I'll tell you, like, it is absolutely a stunning statue. It's going to be a a tourism event for everybody to see the new dog statue. Like that, eventually, our grandchildren are going to be traveling to Turkmenistan to go visit the dog statue. That's what's going to happen. Fuck the Eiffel Tower. It's the dog statue now. We got to be all in on on this business of tourism for for this dog statue. I'm all in for it. Um, this guy, I, this this guy's fucking nuts for doing this. I love I love nuts people. You gotta love at like obviously you can't you can't automatically, but you gotta love some some of these fucking world leaders, especially the ones of little countries. Like nobody nobody likes the big ones because they are scary. But like the little ones, like the little nothing countries where it's like a thousand people, and this guy just is, has total rule. Like or this or this or this chick. Like honestly, if it's if it's a girl running a country, a small country of a thousand people, it's art. It's automatically terrifying because you know everybody's going to fucking jail. Nobody's gonna be fucking getting away with shit in that country. I I love it. It's the lefty line killing it on your Monday podcast. I there is way there is so much going on in the world. It's Christmas again. It's always and like I've always heard it's always Christmas, Fourth of July, Christmas, Fourth of July. And it's now as I am an elder to you, it is more true than ever. And now that it's Thanksgiving and everything, you get to avoid your relative you get to try to avoid your relatives one more year. And now you really do with COVID. Now you can you have an excuse like just to be like, Yeah, I, I, I don't I, I I want no part of it. I want no part of it. Um but if you are in isolation, if you're going, if we're going back into lockdown, if we go back into lockdown, I'm just, I'll just lose my mind. I'll, po- I'll podcast every day, probably. And then you get to see the deep spiral of myself on your airwaves. Um, there is so much that I can tell you about. I'll, I'll tell you about, I'll tell you about this one. Let's get into this. You can Google if you're in lockdown, start doing this. This is one thing to pass some time. You can Google a man in Florida and get any and get anything. You can find anything. A man in Florida, and a lot of them, for some reason, for some strange reason, a lot of them are are police related. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why, but um, like this one was great. A man in Florida tracks Gator for three years and finally kills it. This fucking guy. I can't even describe you what the picture of this of this mook of this. Of this, whatever this dude looks like. He is awesome. How do you have the patience? Just the utmost patience for three years to track the same gator. This gator is immense though. This gator is over a ton. It is like one of those golf course gators that are eating, you know, caddies and uh, and uh, geese all year. And he's getting all fat. He, that's what he looks like. He looks like he's been eating some good Florida shit for a while. Some good Everglades, you know, some good Everglades happy meals. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, brother. But this guy was on a vendetta. He is he was like the he's like the gopher guy from Caddyshack, except it's a gator. Gator goes into the swamp. I will find the gator and I will destroy it. I'm I love I love dedication of rednecks. A lot of these rednecks you can you can make fun of them. 
as much as you want. You can't get at them for dedication. You know you can't get at them for their dedication. I'm just blown away about all these A Man in Florida's. I think A Man in Florida, that should be a podcast of its own. A Man in Florida. Um, like, look at this one. A Florida man wrestles his, his puppy from jaws of an alligator. That's, that's what you're looking for. Like, that's what you're looking for in Florida stories. It's totally believable. This guy, like, is knuckle deep in fucking gator mouth and is literally getting his shih tzu away from this gator. That's another thing. If you're thinking about moving down to Florida, like, you can't have, you can't have a pet. You, like, how could you even think about having a pet? Because anything and everything can eat it. It's terrifying. I would, like, that's what, that makes me second think moving to, like, a state where it, where there is some nature around you. That's why I never would, like, want to live in Australia for, like, an extended period of time. Or, like, one of these, like, I don't know, wild countries. Somewhere in Africa. Um, I have no idea what the fuck can kill me. What the fuck can eat me. Or what gonna like what's gonna pop out of the bushes at night and bite me and then I slowly die because of their poison I don't know I listen I know certain things and I know certain things like snakes yeah I don't don't fuck around with snakes nobody fucks around with snakes um spiders eh, I'm not that afraid still don't want to fuck around with a spider like but then you have like some weird flies and shit some you, you get a mosquito but you get a mosquito bite in 20 minutes you're dead um it's it's too much. And that's what people down in Florida, that's what everyone forgets about Florida. Everyone thinks of, like thinks Florida is Disney World and Miami Beach and alligators and cocaine. Uh, no, it's not. It's really not. It's just, it's, it's wildlife and it's the people who are trying to survive around that wildlife. Like, think about, like, th- think about the first people that went down to Florida. To like settle Florida. Those motherfuckers must have been getting eaten by alligators for years and didn't complain, didn't say shit. And and you don't hear it on the news. You don't have the sad story. Well, today a tragedy hits an Orlando male has his as his whole family is eaten by an alligator that's been waiting by his house since they moved in. Like they also that's another thing. They say that these alligators and these animals They'll, they'll just find where you live now. They just move around people because they say, oh, regardless, I'm getting fed. It's like going to, it's going to a party that you don't really have friends at, but like, you know, there's going to be food. You're just saying, okay, regardless, I'm getting fed. Like, I don't know what's really going to happen, but I'm going to be, I'm going to eat some like turkey meatballs at the end of the day. And that's what, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I I think you you stay away from places like this. There's a bunch of places and things in America that people forget about. Like people forget that there are all these like side side I call them sideshows. I like to call them sideshows. That's the best way I can break them down and I can even talk about them. Like the alligator guy hunting in the Everglades who's been hunting this alligator for a while. Like that's been going on for 3 years. That's been going on. He's been doing that during MTV Music Choice Awards. He's been doing that during, I don't know, 
New Year's Eve. Like, he, he didn't give a fuck about New Year's Eve. He couldn't even tell you what year it is, probably. But he could tell you how much that alligator fucking weighs. All right? They, and you think about it. Everybody lives their own, like, little separate life, separate existence. And that's, and that's good. I like that. Like, people who are too involved in another person's existence sketch me out. Because then I think about, well, then what, what do you have figured out so much that, that you're paying attention to me? Another huge coffee sip on your Monday morning. Um, and this is what brings up this. I'm watching TV and cable TV, you go from uh, like, if depending on what network you have, uh, like if you're a cable vision dude and or gal, you're going up from like 30 something and up. That's the real shit of ca- cable te- television. The real shit of that everyday blue collar working man television. You find the real shit like TLC. I told you is like the Pandora's box of like humanity and that's what you got to understand is that that people that the people that are on tlc are all broken in some sort most of them are at least um uh, now a and e is different is totally different and i and i discovered a and e multiple times and it's always like i don't i always will find like a show that i'll i will watch i can watch on a and e but, like, when you watch it, you're sitting there and watching it now for the rest of the fucking day. And the show, uh, it was Storage Wars. Storage Wars is the greatest show that everyone forgot about. Because it's fucking real life. I, like, I know people who do this. I know people, or have met people, who go to garage sales, go buy somebody's junk. But I've, met, I've actually met people who've done this. And Storage Wars, the whole show, is is when people get down on their luck, and they can't pay for the shit they have stored in a storage unit, you have a bunch of people go and auction to buy your shit. I love, first off, there is always a price tag to somebody's shit on where they're going to start off the auction. Like, you know they're not... It's like, all right, well, let's see... Um, we're going to start off at not- they're like all right you have you have about $500 worth of just nothing so we're just going to start it off there the- and i and i feel like every person who's watching that show and being like that's my shit is like wow feels really bad about themselves when they say yeah this this locker fucking sucks they're kicking over cardboard boxes like what the fuck is this pictures oh my fucking god disgusting disgusting the people who are like the main characters on this? The guy, the guy, the bitters, the guys who are going in, are also just the characters of the world too. Are just characters of the United States that you can't find anywhere else. Like I can even like first off, I let's start from the top. Dan and Laura Dotson, those two guys, you can tell they made their money doing this. They've been doing this for years, for years before the show. They were just like, ah, the show's good enough. I mean. We still make some bank. They definitely made more doing the show and became a little more famous, had more people at their auctions. But I can tell you for certain that these two people just love, love the ridiculousness. You have, Then you have guys like Dave Hester. Yep! Who don't give a fuck and have been doing this for years and just fucking, and everybody hates him. But everybody hates him 
because he's good and he knows what he's doing. You're, you're gonna find that whenever you get really good and you know what you're doing, you're gonna have you're gonna have people who just don't like you. You just don't like it. Dave Hester treats treats this like a business. He's like, hey, this is what I do every day. Like, I do this and flip it and make this much money, and this is my only job. That which makes it so much more interesting. That he's like, yeah, I kind of figured out how to do this right, and all these other yuppie fucking idiots are the ones who are getting in the way. And he's 100% right. Like, you have, like, Bar- like Barry Weiss in, in this show. And once you see this fucking guy, you can tell he's the one who's getting in the way. He's always there, like, I think I can really make something to this locker. And then he buys the locker, and it turns out that the locker sucks. And they're like, yeah, Barry, you're going to lose $50,000. And he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, ah, rats. Ah, it's another 50G gone. Yeah, the guy's definitely not married. Um, Definitely need, definitely needs this though. You have a feeling that Barry he needs this a little more than he puts on. Um, then you got like Daryl Sheets and his son, um, Daryl Sheets or whatever. Like the two country bumpkins who are rolling through lockers. Gotta love them too. Jared Schultz and Brandy are my favorite on the show because one, they are the epitome of what a couple doing this would would 100% look like. So Jared's this bald guy with a beard tatted the fuck up. Just a just a bros bro. And he's got this wife Brandy who's a hot box of rocks and way out of his league. And the show really takes into account how she's really out of his league and really makes that like the biggest advertisement for it. Like how is like, "Oh, well Jared on the first date, basically talked her into this, and now she's stuck. That's what I love about their dynamic. Like, you can totally see, like, Jared saw her at a bar, was talking to her, and she was like, oh, what do you do? He's like, I got my own business, and didn't really tell her that the own business was basically, like, um, let me sell your stuff on eBay. Um, if that's a that's a fifth that's a fifty year old virgin even that's a what that's a line from that movie that's a, that's coming out of the closet, um, hilarious show, it's an absolutely hilarious show just because you get to really see what the fuck these people are now. The earlier seasons are so much better than the later seasons because then the people start getting like like Hollywood like you start having people like Emily something. Who's like, you could tell she started, you know, picking and doing storage war stuff um, just for just for the show. And because she knew she was beco- going to become famous. Um, and, I, and, you know, I'm always the one who hates to see it, can't see it. But I, I could tell you even more things that I love from all these shows is just how they display what an actual American who's got a bunch of junk in their yard, looks like. If you watch, like, American Pickers, American Pickers is actually, is is the higher class, is the gold standard of that kind of programming. Because it's two guys who are rich, are rich from doing this. And, like, but they go and find stuff that they know they can actually flip and or refurbish. Like, the cars. I always find the cars with them really fucking fascinating because they'll find something that some car that's been in a guy's fucking driveway since the guy moved to the house and the literally the car is like is not is not going to move there and they're like yeah i'll buy it from you for five hundred dollars and the guy's like 
holy fuck, that's worth $500? Like, and that's what you, and that's what people don't understand is when you go to these things, you don't, you have no idea. Like any garage sale you go to, somebody could be, have something that's now worth $500. Think about this. I heard about this fad recently about things that, you know, are worth shit and that you have the dregs of society, you know, teeming dumpsters for to find. There's a huge craze on eBay and everything for all VHS Disney shit. Just because now it's collectible. But you need to have like a full Disney vault like collection. Which was also one of the greatest marketing schemes ever devised. Because it made people think that they could never see that movie ever again. Ever again. But I I think that... All these things you're, that you find, like the Ebays, the Facebook marketplaces, and people making their coin on that, is just going to become bigger, and eventually Black Friday won't become a thing. And now that you, I'm listen, I am already dreading, dreading, hating, dreading, dreading, hating the dread Black Friday that is about to hit me right in the nostrils coming up. But I'm ready for it. I know what's going to happen. I'm going to cry. And everybody's going to watch me. And eventually I'll be at the register crying. And someone's going to be like, dude, are you fucking okay? I'm going to be like, stop it. Leave me alone. I'm an ugly crier. You know I am. But it's the lefty line on your Monday podcast. I got some more coming up for you. Download, subscribe, subscribe, and download. I got a top three for you. Like nobody's ever seen. Now, everybody's been posting these recently and I don't get it. You have like these intros for weddings. Sometimes uh, I, it started off with like the husband and wife walking down and coming out. But now it's evolved to groomsmen. And that is all up Uncle Lefty's alley. I can tell you that there are a few of them that I approve of and a lot of them that I don't. You, I, I don't want to hear Bruno Mars ever again. It's a beautiful day. We're looking for something dumb to do. Fuck you. I think I want to marry you. No, I don't want to hear it ever again. Um, number th- Top three groomsmen intros for weddings. Okay, the th- number three has to be the... I, I saw this one, and it literally looks like the Fantasia, Fantasmic from from Disney World, where they're all coming in on boats, and they're like, da, 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 and, then, and, you, and you see like fireworks coming off, and like then they all get off, and they're like, okay, yeah, we all made it. I love that. I love the, I love a spectacle. Everybody loves a spectacle at a wedding. Like I like I would approve of the groomsmen come, all coming in on camels. Like they're the th- like they're the three wise men or whatever. I would love that, and then they then they bring like like frankincense, gold, and bourbon for for a wedding. Um, that's that's what I'm all about. I think my number two has to go with like it's got to be it's got to be a group effort. Like there's got to be some you got to have a guy that can backflip. You got to have some athleticism. Athleticism is a big thing. Maybe costumes and cost like not even co- like I wouldn't even say costumes, but like make sure like there's a little razzle dazzle. Make sure like you guys got something going on. Make sure make sure they know how important you guys are. Because let's be honest, you're the groomsmen. You are the most important part of the wedding. Fuck fuck the bride. All right, let's be honest. Don't let her hear me. But fuck the bride. 
All right, you guys are what's going to bring the people out of their seat, get them out of their seat. Maybe, like, I, this may might not be an intro, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have an if you're gonna walk into the wedding or walk into like the ceremony, maybe you hit them with uh, the little you know R and B you know quartet. So I had the time of my life, and I've never felt this way before. Then you have the high, then you have the higher voice guy coming, and I swear it too, like Prince, like make making Purple Rain cry off his guitar. That's what. That's another thing that you could just kill it at a wedding. My number one of top three groomsmen intros for weddings. My number one is definitely like the sports team basketball intro. Like you hear like the Chicago Bulls. Now introducing your starting lineup for your Jackie and Jake wedding. At Groomsman at 5 foot 10 from ULF in Michigan. <laughs> Yeah, like you can you can really kill it doing that too. I would be all about it. That's my number one top three wedding intros for weddings. The wedding intros for weddings. Yeah, what a what a what a statement. What a what a top three like we've never seen before on the lefty line. Actually you've seen it a thousand times before. Why why lie to you? Why lie to you? I I can't lie to you. Like I I, I don't like liars. Nobody likes a liar. And I can tell you the people in Spain ha- hate this fucking guy right now. This is a story. This is an Uncle Lefty exclusive. A now all these buildings in Spain, a lot of and a lot of these, you know, places, they're eons old. They've been older. They're older than than old. Okay, they're older than fucking like dirt. So this, so like this building in I think it's called Palencia, Spain. They had a damaged. Um, like statue on a building of a guy with like a dog kind of thing, and the guy's face is falling apart. Like years of just rain and wind and bird shit, like just destroyed this this statue. And they brought in a guy. He's like, "Don't worry, I'm ready. I am an artist. I I am ready to to bring my je ne sais quoi to this statue." And I will make it into a new 20, 21st century work of art that we will all remember forever. And it looks fucking awful. Like, the guy's eyes on the statue are all the way up in his fucking forehead. Like, his nose, his nose is just obviously... The guy, it looks like he didn't know what to do with the nose, so just grabbed a, just a ball of cement and just stuck it on. And it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's funny how people really think that they're doing a good job and when they're really not. And now everybody's complaining. This guy has now been receiving all sorts of backlashes in all sorts of languages, mind you, um, on the Twitter machine, on the social media machine. Um, and that's where, and that's my question to you. How much, like, what, what, con- like, does that constitute a fuck up? like kind of tweet on 
on Instagram or on Twitter. Now, the uh, like going back, the what's it called? That tree in Rockefeller Center deserved everything it, it got. Like that's a big, that's a fuck up that people didn't want to recognize. This guy is like, what do you mean? I worked so hard. Maybe and maybe he's just a shitty artist, or he just won't admit that he fucked up. It could be either or. It really could, but you, you'll we'll never know. We'll never know because now this guy is like fleeing Spain with his life. They're looking to tar and feather him and send him out of town on rail. All right, they're looking to they're looking to get rid of this fucking dude for fucking up this statue. And it's not even that that it's a big deal statue. It's just that he fucked it up so bad. And I think that it definitely deserves some sort of like, come on, man. Like he deserve he gets the come on, man, for the week. But I'll, I'll tell you. Like, people are ruthless in 2020. People have become the most ruthless fucking things in the world. In the absolute world. Like, I'll tell you, I'm terrified for shopping this Christmas because children might get stepped on. Old ladies might get pushed out of the way in Walmart for a TV deal. Like... Every and that's and the the reason for this is there's that looming lockdown in our area that everybody's already talking about feeling and just has an inkling that's going to happen and they're just going to give Black Friday as that like that that last live day like in action day where you can go to a store and go shopping. That's a that's totally my forecast of what's of what's to come or, or what's to happen. But they're going to they're going to say it's all in for one weekend. And it's it's going to be exactly like South Park. It's it's going to be a fucking shit show, Jeff. We'll we'll tell you what's going to happen on the evening news. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I'm, I'm writing I'm writing letters like I'm a soldier in the Civil War right now. Black Friday is coming. They're now calling it the Dark Weekend. Da-da. My love, I hope I will see you again one day after the war. And after the COVID, I write you in good health, Lefty. I'm telling you, it's going to be an odd holiday. It's going to be just an odd holiday in general. But what's like, like Tiger King when they released it, that at like you know in the depths of quarantine, they're going. Disney got us on this one, and this is actually the review of the week. Now, Disney has fucked up Star Wars eight ways to Sunday, and I'm the first one to tell you that. They totally have. They literally shit the fucking bed with Star Wars. Um, now, this is like this is separate of the review. Disney's coming out with all these comics, trying to rebuild the, the, the Star Wars and Marvel universe. Marvel's kind of had a hand in it with the comics. Now, there is a new Star Wars edition of stories that actually feature... Jar Jar Binks as the true Dark Lord of the Sith. And we all saw this coming. It's on, like you can find it online. It's hilarious. It's hilarious because everybody knows that that would have made the story so much better that he actually is pulling all the strings the whole time. But that's not the review this week. The review is of The Mandalorian because this is the way. Honestly, you can use This is the Way as anything. Like, oh, why why did you back into the driveway? This is the way. Why did you put Christmas lights on the dog? This is the way. Why are you deep frying the turkey in the backyard with a string? This is the way. There's all sorts of things you can use this is the way for. And I'll tell you, The Mandalorian makes me believe in Star Wars 
again because it's literally beating you over the head with Star Wars. It gives you so much like Star Wars lore and stuff that's actually like it's not made up shit like Ray and Finn and you know and whatever and how all these people in the galaxy are making money off of weird horse races. Don't even get me started into the into the sequel series. But the Mandalorian's fucking good. It's good. I can officially say it's good. I've I've watched up to whatever Disney Plus will allow you to watch up to now without binging the whole goddamn thing. Um, my favorite scene so far is he's landing on the water planet. He's landing on this planet, Mon Calamari, with all the fish fucking people. I love the fish people in the show. The fish and the lizard and the lizard chick with the with the babies in, on her backpack is hilarious. The, it's the, they've done a good job. Um, with all these costumes, because it really looks like he's talking to some fish dude in some place. So he lands his ship, and his ship's all broken and shit. And he gets off, he's like, yo, can you fix my ship? And this fish dude looks at him, he's like, I can do my best. Like, he'll fly. I don't know what you want me to fucking do. And he goes, okay, here's a thousand credits. He goes, all right, I'll put gas in it. And he's like rolling his eyes like, well, I don't know what this fucking guy this guy with a gun is like telling me to do but i'm gonna try my best so he comes back and the ship is put together with duct tape floss and zip ties and and lots and lots of rope and he's like what the fuck dude i I gave you money to fix my ship he's like yeah bro you gave me money you gave me a thousand bucks to fix your ship one i don't i don't have half the parts to fix your shitty fucking ship i'm sorry i go to fucking AutoZone or some shit and pick up the parts you need but i also what kind of ship is that three you i'm a little nervous because you're a guy with a gun and a kid and just tell me i need my ship fixed as fast as possible and here's a thousand bucks no questions asked asked so it's kind of uh, let's be honest it's a little weird for me as a fish folk you know, who just fixes ships on the weekends, all right? Like, I'll tell you, the show has actually, is is so ridiculously Star Wars that it, that it hurts. And I, I like it. I like it a lot. There's parts I don't like, like little things. Like, I, I, I need a little, I just like a little more grit. I, sometimes I wish he would just literally just set people on fire. Like, like if he just disagree with somebody right away, I wish he would just, just stop the bullshit. Just light them on fire. Um, I like the show too, for this reason, actually, this is the main reason I love this show. Um, they really nailed having a protagonist who doesn't have to talk a lot or really doesn't have to have any personality. Um, the, and which is funny, the actor who plays him, who played, um, the Viper dude in Game of Thrones, the guy with the, the, the cool stick who got his eyes popped out though. That was an awesome scene. I digress. Um, he plays the Mandalorian in this show. He doesn't really even get that many lines, and he still kills it. He still absolutely kills it. All the other characters, like Carl Weathers as like his bounty hunter kind of mentor dude, um, he's a really cool part of the show. The Rebel Shock Trooper, you know, hey, she's thick with three Qs, but I'm all in, all right? She is a great character in the show. Great actress, too. I, I've liked everything they've done so far with the show. I like where the story's going. I won't ruin anything for you because we got more episodes coming up on The Mandalorian. The Uncle Lefty review of The Mandalorian is going to be one of my higher ones. One of my, one of my tippy-top ones. Uncle Lefty gives it an 8.8. I like the big receiver. I like the big receiver number. You go a little, like, you know, Des Bryant-ish with that one, but 
It has been the lefty line on your Mundizzle for Sizzle podcast. And I'm going to tell you again, go and subscribe and download and subscribe like you never downloaded and subscribed before. You know I'm back. I'm trying to do my best to put out a podcast every week. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen. We are taking all of season one all the way into December, brothers and sisters. Don't you worry. Don't you worry your little heads that your uncle is going to be with you through the holidays. Getting you through your in-laws. Getting you through your annoying cousins. Getting you through that family member who... It doesn't eat meat. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, to keep you sane in an insane world. It has been a podcast. It has been the Lefty Line. I am your Lotus, President-elect Uncle Lefty on your Monday. And don't worry, I will be attacking the podcast now. I'm back. I, 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 I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling right. I'm feeling right, Brian. I'm feeling right. That's how I'm feeling. But it's your Uncle Lefty. Keep it locked into the Lefty line. Check out what I got going on on your Mondays, on your podcast system, on your airwaves. It's your Uncle Lefty telling you, see you later, cool cats and kittens and brothers and sisters. And take care in 2020.